0: This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network.
1: There's a huge car show coming up this Saturday, and Butch Patrick, uh, also known as Eddie Munster, uh, is going to be part of that here in Springfield. Mr. Patrick, good morning to you. How are you?
0: Uh, Good morning. Thank
1: you so much for having me on. My pleasure. Where's home now? Where, Where are you calling home at the moment?
0: I'm calling home at the moment, Conway, Arkansas. How does someone end
1: up in Conway, Arkansas, after the bright lights of L.A. and New York and everything else? How did it all end up in Conway, Arkansas?
0: You know, it's funny. I've lived in Geneseo, Illinois. I've lived in a small town, Macon, Missouri. Uh, I've lived all over the country. Arkansas, I actually came down here about five years ago for business, uh, an appearance, and then um, I liked it. Came back, found some property I liked, and I'm building a haunted attraction
1: i got to ask, how do you end up in Geneseo, Illinois? That's where I near where I grew up, the Maple Leafs, right there in Interstate. You probably Valley. had a kid that played football knowing uh, Geneseo. How yeah, would think. <laughs> how'd you end up in Geneseo?
0: My grandmother moved back there. She loved it, and I went and spent the fifth grade there with her when I was about 10 years old. Went to school for a year, and that's how I went, and I'm actually going to be going to Geneseo uh after springfield because they're 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 dedicating a plaque in their park for me about uh famous people who have uh had some uh, association with geneseo i'm very honored that's awesome
1: let's go back to the beginning you were born i believe in california the inglewood area um how long did you how did you get started in show business give me a little history
0: uh, well, uh, my little my little sister was born, uh, an agent uh, who knew uh, my mom's friend saw a picture of her and said, Wow, she's a real cute little girl, who got great hair, well, she could do a lot of print modeling. So they arranged an interview for her to, with a photographer. I went along for that ride on that fateful day, and when he was done taking pictures of my sister, he, he slapped a photo of me. And put it in the window on his uh, Hollywood Boulevard studio, you know, uh, uh, up on the sidewalk where people could see it from the window. And a producer and a director noticed it, and they were casting a, uh, a movie, and they were still looking for the youngest son of Eddie Albert and Jane Wyatt. And that's and Brenda Lee, she was my older sister. So I did this movie, I get my first part, and then during the movie, I, I picked up a, a, a Kellogg's Cornflakes commercial, and then the General Hospital series was just starting up, and I got a part on the first uh, month of that. So cool.
1: did you did you have an agent at the time or was this all by word of mouth or people knew you or or saw some of your work or or whatever I'm sure there were a lot of people at your age aspiring to be able to do what you accomplished
0: Yeah I I got an agent through the woman that was looking at my little sister her name was Mary Grady and she uh she was starting up the, the world's first child uh, agency exclusively. And the only client she had at the time was her son, who was Don Grady on My Three Sons, played Robbie. So I was, other than her son, I was her first client.
1: <laughs> okay, Butch Patrick, what was the like w- when you auditioned for the Munsters? Give me a little history. Did they say you're the guy immediately? Did they tell you what role it was going to be? And what was your reaction?
0: what happened was I finished The Real McCoys last year, the last year of The Real McCoys, and I went to Illinois with my grandmother, and then they, they cast the show with a kid, and the network saw the pilot, and they said, we want the pilot to go forward, but we want to change the mom. A woman named Joan Marshall was playing a, the character Phoebe, and we want to change the kid. His name was Happy Dermot. So they... Mary Grady reached out to them, and they said, you know, we've looked at every kid in Hollywood, and she goes, well, he's not in Hollywood, he's in Geneseo right now, so if you fly him in, and uh, I flew and got off the plane, my uncle picked me up, and I went to CBS Studio Center, and I, te- I didn't even read, I went straight to uh, the soundstage and tested and screen tested with Yvonne DiCarlo, and they said, make arrangements to report to work, don't go back to Geneseo, and that's how it started.
1: So, did you stay in California all that time, those two years, sixty-four to sixty-six, when the Munsters was on? I
0: yeah, I had to. I, I lived with my uncle Woody, and I hired a woman uh, to take me to work every day. Tell me about that.
1: Okay, what does it go through? Did you guys have a feeling, or how? How old were you at the time?
0: Uh, I was just turning eleven. Just turned eleven.
1: Okay, when they tell you or let you and the cast know. we're not going to renew at the end of 66, that's it. How do you handle something like that at, at 11 years old?
0: Oh, I was fine with it. You know, I was going going back to junior high school. Uh, it, it was. I was never an actor. I was just a kid that had a back for it, and it was never going to be a career for me. I enjoyed it very much. I, I liked what I did. But after two years, uh, we did the movie. You know, we, we finished the show. Then we did Monster Go Home. So we had six weeks to sort of decelerate out of the series mode into a feature mode. And then at the end of the movie, Fred and Al went home to New York, and, you know, I went back to school, and everybody just parted ways until about 15 years later when I reconnected with Al and Pat Priest when uh, Comic-Cons and things started happening for personal appearances and the Munsters was a huge hit in syndication. So we reconnected uh, right about 1980.
1: But, but you were in a lot of other movies. I, I mean, I know I, Ben Casey, Bonanza, Gunsmoke, Real McCoys, Batman, and so on and so forth. How were you able to work that in your schedule? Were you back and forth a lot or just staying in California?
0: No, my mom and my mom and my stepdad moved back. They, he was see, he was a baseball player for the Angels, and he got traded to the Washington Senators. He was only there a couple of years, and then when they when he finished his career, he came back to Los Angeles. So it was the timing was such that right when the Munsters was over, they had just moved back, and I uh, the household came back to normal. And then it was like any other kid actor—you would go on interviews, and you'd be in and out of public school depending on what was going on. And that's, uh, that pretty much went on for the next seven years.
1: Let's go to page twenty, twenty-five. What are you doing when you were 20 or 25? Was the acting still part of the regiment?
0: No, nope, I quit acting when I was 21. I never wanted to be a career actor. I wanted to be a race car driver, <laughs> and I was going to the drags, and I was getting to know all the drag racers, uh, surfing a lot. Uh, it was the early '70s, so there was a lot of partying going on, as you might expect. <laughs> yes. And uh, girls, it was it was kind of like living the life of the Beach Boys on the on the beach. So cars and girls and surf.
1: So, so what did you end up doing for a living? And how do what are all this? How long ago did you leave California and say, uh, "Help me, Rhonda, I'm out of here." <laughs>
0: it's <laughs> a good tie good segue um you know What, what happened was i was always a pretty smart guy so i would get into small businesses i was always in the muscle cars and buying and selling cars and you know around christmas time i'd open up tree lofts and, and you know whatever it was my dad owned the casinos so i occasionally worked in the gaming industry but i didn't really like it because people in the gaming industry get really cranky when they lose yeah. so you're around a lot of ne- you're around a lot of negativity and <laughs> yeah. it's like they try to blame it on you um But uh, as it was, I just was always kind of in the in the car industry, or on the the fringes of it.
1: I I guess it's fascinating to know that you really never wanted to be an actor, and at 21, you said adios. I'm going to do other things.
0: I told them that when I was 11 years old. I said, "You yeah, know, I'm there. This is only a temporary job to get enough money to buy my funny car, uh, and that's what I wanted to do." Unfortunately, two things two things occurred. It takes a lot of balls to drive a funny car, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and number two, they're really, really expensive.
1: Do you do you still follow the Do you still follow the sport at all?
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, and the Chrisman's, uh, the uh, Jack Chrisman actually kind of invented the funny car. Yeah. and he's he's passed years ago, but I'm still friends with Steve and Lana. His his uh, his kids, and they run the Lions Automobile Museum out in uh, Wilmington, California, with like that recreated the Lions Drag Strip, which by the way is where we did the Munsters episode Hot Rod Herman.
1: You know, there, there's a very popular, <laughs> successful guy named Tim Wilkerson. Uh, who lives here in Springfield, Illinois, and is still racing funny cars. And I think he's in the top eight in points right now and has had some real success at it. And he's a Springfield, Illinois native. Uh, if they're not racing this weekend, uh, I hope he would find time to come out and say hello to you uh, with your love of, of drag racing yeah. and so on. Did it? Did well, you it, know, it's
0: funny. Go ahead. You mentioned Springfield. I was, I, I was there uh, for, the, for the mile, for the, for the motorcycle mile. I was the Grand Marshal. How long ago was that? Uh, I don't know, this year was so... They, last year. Maybe it was last year. Yeah, they, yeah, they, it they right had out. it over-labor Day. They, see, I was... No, I, I was here. I was there this year. It was this year.
1: Okay. Yeah. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I didn't yeah. know you were here for the mile. So you're into yeah, motorcycle... I, also, oh.
0: I was also there a couple years ago for the uh, the Mother Road Route 66 right
1: we, we, we talked about that. That's in late September, and we thought you were here for that. All right, you're going to make another appearance here. You're going to be moving from Conway to Spring. You know that... What is it? What's the story? Conway, Arkansas and Twitty, Texas. And there became that's Conway that. Twitty. <laughs> I know the story. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Well, let's me Ron, to uh, something else. A so Conway Twitty. You've done it all, my friend. Hey, always good to talk to you. Uh, thanks so much. And I say always, first time I've ever talked. Let's, let's don't be strangers. Interesting, interesting time. Give me one little tidbit about the monsters that uh, you remember that's always going to be etched in your memory.
0: Well, um, I, Mike, Michael Westmore, who is the Oscar-winning, uh, the first Oscar was ever awarded to Mike Westmore for the movie uh, Mask. He, uh, he also did all the Star Trek The Next Generation. When he, his first deal he ever did, when Bud, when he was an apprentice, I was his first client. I would go in in the morning. I became friends with Mike Westmore. We're still friends 60 years later, and uh, it was really, really good to know the, probably the best makeup man in Hollywood on his first day of work. Do you That's ever get
1: cool. back, Butch Patrick, do you ever get back there at all to California yeah, for any I, reason? So
0: my mom, my mom's, uh, she'll be 89 and same house I grew up in and oh my, my sister gosh. and my brothers live there. So yeah, I go home at least two to three times a year.
1: But I would imagine there's a little cultural difference between Inglewood uh, or L.A. or whatever the case might be, down at Lagoon or wherever you want to live uh, in Conway, Arkansas, a little cultural difference.
0: Yeah, like biscuits and gravy here and not there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but Patrick, thanks for your time and uh, welcome to Springfield. I hope it goes well for you this weekend. I'll see you this weekend. Thank, Thank you, so you, buddy. Right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. I appreciate it. Yeah.
0: You've been listening to the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit newhoffmedia.com.